I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. He's back with a snap, looks for the end zone, touchdown, and that's Pat Fryermuth right over the middle from eight yards out, and the Steelers are back in it. Trubisky in the gun, gets the snap, wants to throw it. He looks, he throws for the end zone, a diving effort back there, and it's good. Deontay Johnson, a wonderful catch for the two-point conversion. Oh, yeah. Max, you remember that. Just when it seemed like things were just not going to happen, Mitch led him on that nice drive, 75-yard drive, nine plays. Then he throws one to the Muth, who got inside position on his coverage, and it was a zinger of a throw. It was quick, it was decisive, it was aggressive, and it was right spot on. Then he follows that up with another tremendous throw in a window that was shutting even as even as Deontay Johnson was it looked like he flew out of his cleats for crying out loud and nabbed that pass for the two pointer in the corner. And I say this, let me say this right now. If you can do it then, you can do it again. All right? And I believe that you gotta have some patience because I think this offense can get untracked with with Mitch Trubisky at the helm. What say you, my friend? I, I think it just it comes down to guys getting opportunities and plays being called for said guys. Um, I, I, I'm in the same boat with you. I thought Mitch has shown the moments that are necessary that he that he can live up to those moments. He can step in and be big, but it it take it's a team effort. At the end of the day, I mean, in a new system for Mr. Bisky, you got a new line, new pieces out there. Everybody has to buy in. Everybody has to believe that when you do your job and your job only, we will be successful. Is when you try and reach or you're trying to do something else or they say go left, but you think go right. You can't have those. When things click on all cylinders, we've seen the success. We saw it in the preseason. Right. We see it at moments in these last two games. You have to do that. And, and I and that that's what I'm hoping. Short week, you know, you, you got you got that game out of your system, going right back into it. You're leaving tomorrow to head over to Cleveland. I'm praying, you know, my, I guess I should say I'm praying. My hope is is that it's so soon that you don't even have time to let your own ways get in the way of what the team way is, if that makes sense. It does make sense, so that's okay. I'm praying. I'm praying for all the guys. Everybody get out of that game healthy. <laughs> I, Right. I'm praying for health, yeah, but I'm exactly. just, you know, it's like, but the hope that they follow directions, it, you know, it's more hope <laughs> than prayer. I, if I'm having to pray for someone to follow directions outside of, <laughs> outside of children, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my friend. Well, let me just say this. Okay. And I, I really believe in what I just said and what you just said. There is the necess- necessity of coming across and having some patience in what you're doing. But let me say this. What about, and backtrack uh, just a little bit, what are, what are the expectations, what are they? 
Well, did anybody, did anybody think, even at the end of an 18-year Hall of Fame run, Ben Roethlisberger, you could replace him with a guy, uh, you know, just boom, like that? You're gonna, were you expecting, if you're a Steelers fan, you're expecting this guy to come in and smoke it past what Ben was doing? I'm sorry, but you, you just are unrealistic. That's not realist in what your expectations are. Think about it. you got a future Hall of Famer who, even at the end, the Lion might have lost a few teeth, but the Lion still had plenty of roar and plenty of, plenty of go, right? And, and you're expecting maybe Mitch Trubisky to come in and play better than what than Ben? I'm sorry. I don't buy that. Here's the problem, Wolf. Everybody thinks that literally the quarterbacks went Terry Bradshaw, Neil O'Donnell, you know, and Cordell Stewart, and then Ben. That's what they think. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It's like, oh, we've just had qu- – the, these are the quarterbacks. I mean, hey, we've only had three head coaches, you know. Right. So That's we've, only had, we've only had three to four quarterbacks. No, it, 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 there's a transition phase. Hello, Tommy Maddox, right? Yes. Hello, Bubby Brister. Hello, all, Jim Miller. I mean, we had so many other guys. It takes time. Like, you, I know, yes, we've had – a blessing of riches, right? We we've won six Super Bowls here as an organization, but but and mainly between two quarterbacks, right? Two quarterbacks have been at right. the helm for all six of those. But there's there's a lot that goes in between that, and a lot that really fills, you know, the staff. And and people, I think, just because you you've been lulled for the last two decades because of Ben, it's like. This is what the other side looks like. This is the side that y'all joke about with your friends that have that are fans of other teams, which y'all were joking about. Right. Now we're kind of going through that transition. So it's like one of those things where you got to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and understand this is new. This is not easy. If it was easy, guess what? Everybody would be doing it, but it's not. It's a very tough <laughs> thing to do, and winning is hard. Winning is not easy. Just because you put the jersey on and the helmet on does not mean you're guaranteed a victory. It gives you a shot, but it's not a guarantee. Exactly so, my friend, my humongous friend that I might just throw in there. Just because, you know, I like when we line up, you and me, there's, there's only about, what, uh, almost a foot difference between the <laughs> it's, it's really It's really slight. I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, not that you would notice or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's you know, if I was if if I was looking for like a high top bar top, you know, to lean my elbow on, you're right there. It's perfect. Your elbow high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh yeah. man, Tunch always used to say I could eat a bowl of soup off the top of your head. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a little shiny, a little round. You know, yeah. if you got the one with a little suction cup at the bottom of the yeah. bowl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go back to and what I've I've said often. You've heard this, Max. Um, you know, I, I was in the, the huddle with Bradshaw in his last game, December fifteenth, nineteen eighty three. Twenty one years later, I was down in Miami. You know, with the, with the guys when Ben made his first start. Twenty one years later in Miami. You know, I mean, there was a as you said, there's a lot of quarterbacks in between. You know, said Bradshaw and said Ben. Toward you know the two of them, and and to me. It's it's now the reality is sinking in of people say, oh, this is what it looks like without a Hall of Famer. You know, I mean, this is really what it looks like without a Hall of Fame to be quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and, and that that's where I feel like some people kind of forget those things. And it's like, no, this is the reality of it. <laughs> yes. This is what normal people go through. <laughs> like, do you remember 2003? I was like, because that – what what happened in 2003 was why you got Ben in 2004. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> great point. That's a great yeah, you, point. You have to think of it in those terms. If everything was great back then, you wouldn't have drafted Ben with the 11th pick in the first round. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, listen, t- me, Tommy was, Gunn would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing about it is, you know, you think, you know, when – while Ben was the quarterback of the Steelers, Cleveland had what eighteen different starters or something like that. Are you kidding yeah, me? I, I want I want to say it was like closer to like twenty because they they, they had like yeah. double starters. Well, you know me. And I Matt. want to say it was like twenty. Yeah, it was like I mean it was it was it was definitely more than Ben's years. Yeah, okay. Of, there you <laughs> playing go. Playing against them could have been um, twenty-one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, I think that's what we kind of yeah. Cleveland's like the extreme of that. 
But most normal places, I mean, you look at it, you think about this. Ben, Peyton, but then Peyton got replaced um, yep. in that because, he, because of the neck injury. Um, obviously, New England, until Tom decided he did not want to play for New England no more, and now he's playing in Tampa. Um, you know, but and those Drew Brees had his too. Like you know? I said, that yeah, that's the whole point. Like these are outliers. Hell, as good as as good as Aaron Rodgers is, he sat for three to four years behind um, behind Brett. So I mean, it's not likely. I just named a handful of guys. Right. Think about over eighteen years, how many other guys have passed by? Right. Like there's the Marcus Mariotas of the world. He's on his third team. Right, correct. He, he, Jameis Winston's on his second team. These were number one overall picks, right? Yes. You know yes. Carson Wentz is on his third team. Jared Goff's on his second team. So I mean, we're thinking about the top two guys of everything. That, that's what happens. I mean, hell, even Philip Rivers left and had to go to Indy, and he was drafted before Ben. That's true. So yes. So I'm just saying it, it doesn't happen like this. So. We have to set our expectations and understand this is tough. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be obstacles in the way, and there's, there's going to be flat moments. We, we experienced a flat moment last week. But they can learn from it, and they're going to improve every single week and get better. It's just not going to be instantaneous. And I don't care if you put Kenny Pickett in it right now or you stay with Mitch, you're going to get similar results. So why make the change abruptly? Very much so. You know, I and I agree with that. Look, I think you got to hold tight right now. Patience is the best virtue at this very moment. You've got so much invested in, in Mitch, right? A whole offseason, the whole training camp. What would you do? You, you put him with the ones. You made your decision early on. And he showed that he was capable of getting the job done. And in those two throws that we saw and just heard from the Muth and from DJ, you know, I they were abs- they they looked marvelous and you do a little uh, you know Billy uh, Crystal there right they look yeah. they looked marvelous well let me tell you something if I, again he can he's capable of doing that now in the fourth quarter yeah i get it there's a couple of uh, drives at the end you really want back yeah you'd like him back but at the same time just remember that Mitch was sitting behind Josh Allen for a whole year last year he's getting his sea legs back too and i just don't want everybody to just start bailing ship just because you hit some rough waters, have some steel about you, and hold tight. Exactly. Some, so, sometimes you you, you got to check the CO Jones and and just just be good with securing it. Okay. Yes. I mean, I think that's the, that's the one thing you have to do because it's not for the faint of heart. It's a it's a long season, and it's an even longer season now that you have seventeen games to count <laughs> before yeah. you even get to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. But you know. It's a transition. Respect the transition. We have a new D coordinator, right? Right. Uh, you know, on top of new personnel pieces defensively, we have new offensive personnel. I don't think people understand. We have literally switched out two pieces, and we're dealing with a second-year guy at left tackle. Okay? Yep. That right there. And then the, the, the left guard has been oft-injured. In his in his previous three years, okay, so it's not like he's played. He ha, he has fifty games under his belt right now, which would normally be the case around this time. It's like no, it's it's a transition. These are still all new, and they all have to work together, you know. And you have a running game that is still for the last couple of years has not been there, even before Matt Canada. the The run game has not been there, and is and has been a an emphasis of us. So think about that. It has it, so it takes time. You got new pieces trying to do something that the team really wants you to do, and you're not getting it done yet. So there's that added pressure. And then you have new pieces on the outside. So it's it's a process. We're getting through it, and there's going to be growing pain. So I just ask for a little bit of patience. We said four weeks into the season, right, Wolf? Yes. That's what we put the deadline on. So if you're going to gripe or you're going to call for Kenny Pickett, wait four weeks. Wait till we, after week four. Let us see what this team actually looks like by then. And then we can start making those assessments and start making adjustments and opinions and observations. But until then, I need to see the body of work cumulatively before I can start passing judgment. Well, one of the things we want to do is let's go into the locker room. Mason Cole talked about Mitch Trubisky. Let's get his – take a listen to what he had to say. 
There's not any doubt with Mitch. We know what the kind of player Mitch is. Uh, Mitch is a winner. He's won in this league. Um, he's won for this offense already. Um, there's no doubt in Mitch. Uh, the fans are going to cheer all they want. and um, It's just it is what it is. They're going to do what they're going to do. But um, everyone in this locker room, everyone in this organization believes in Mitch. Exactly so. You know, you got the – right now, he's – one of the things he does is he holds tight. Everything I've seen, heard about Mitch Trubisky comes out in the form of leadership in some way, shape, or form. And that's what you need for rougher waters like this. You need a guy that's going to, you know, going to be able to hold tight and not flinch, not uh, back off, not blink. And when the guys in the locker room have his back, you have the opportunity now for some good things to happen. Now, yeah, I mean, it's got to happen. There's got to be some changes. They've got to, I think, structurally, they've got to start playing towards those things that they do best. But at the same time, you know, you you just can't go, oh, well, that didn't work. Now we got to do this. You know, we're going to throw everything out. You can't. You've got to have some resiliency in you to be able to override some of the rough times you're going to have. Because you know what a, a, a season looks like, Max. It is like It seems like an eternity. Once you training camp goes, then the season starts. It seems like it's just going on and on and on. That's why they have the rookie wall sort of thing, you know, that they talk about. But the, the fact is, you got to understand, it's a long ride and you need some patience. Patience is a virtue, Wolf. Right? <laughs> wow. Okay. Now we're getting deep, baby. There it is. Now, now, now we're now we're going to the, now we're digging into the proverbs. Now. I all mean, right. I like yeah. it. All all that glitters is not gold. No, just joking. <laughs> um, you know, it's it it, it it is a process. It's something that you know we I I don't think I don't take it for granted. You don't take it for granted because we we we've been through those rough years, right? <laughs> we, right. We've been through those where you're like, oof. I don't even know if we can win this game, you know, <laughs> but but sometimes but but there's a way you do right because you trust the process. You work harder. You you think less about the outside noise and you focus more on 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 the inside noise. And that inside noise is positivity. It's it's uplifting each other. It's pushing each other because this is a competitive environment. So you're constantly being pushed and and you have to make sure that you're pushing back. And that you're pushing back in the right direction. You're not pushing back in a way that you're being rebellious, but you're pushing back to say, I got this. I'm bringing my brothers with me, right? Form the daisy chain and run across the field, right? We're not, we're not, we're not going to break this chain. Hands across America style, right? Right. Don't break the chain. And, and that's what you're trying to do every single day. You're trying to strengthen those links by, if it's a little bit additional film study, we talked about it yesterday, right? Maybe the offensive line and the running backs need to watch film together. Maybe they need to have their own players-only type of film session and go through some things that they might be unsure of, and they do it in a safe environment where they feel they, they can voice their opinions and that they, they can also get constructive uh, responses from their teammates. Um, whether it's getting a little extra lift in, right? A little extra treatment if you're a little sure, slow, prehab, a little rehab, sore. Yeah. Yeah, prehab, prehab the crap out of it. That Hey, that hot and cold contrast bath. Oh, yeah. You know, Normatech boost. There's so many different things to help you. If it's if it's a physical, personal thing, if it's a mental thing, you have to reach out to your friends. You can't be in a silo when it comes to things that you don't know. You have to be able to look at help. That was one of the things I prided myself on. Wolf is that every rookie, every young guy, every new guy, if they had a question, hey, come see Max. Right. All right. Cool. Let's sit down. Let's watch film. Let's talk this out. I want to make sure that you're good because at some point. You're going to have to chip in on this game as an offensive lineman, right? It's a unit. So if and when something does happen or adversity strikes, I need to make sure you're ready. And that's the mentality that you have to take to be a successful unit. The guys need to take the extra time together, get to know each other, and also get to know how a guy thinks. If there, For some reason, and here's the thing, and, and this is nothing against uh, the great Alan Fanica. Allen could not run H43 to save his life. That was that now was explain that H43 was, for to so everybody. H43 is is a is a quarter is, is a running too, back draw. <laughs> yeah. It, it it is it is a draw play to the left, right? Odd number left, even number right. So H43 was a draw that was run to the left. The only reason I knew that play existed because every other play had an opposite. <laughs> 
right? You ran ride 35 base. You ran ride 34 base. Like, you, you had this. Right. 33 double, 32 double. 23 duo, 22 duo. You, everyone had an opposite to each other. Yes. We only ran H42. <laughs> okay, Big Red couldn't and, handle and it. Why not? So You're so talking about I one asked, of the greatest offensive linemen I in the history of the One of the, the most of athletic linemen in space I've seen. One of the yes. best guards ever in space. I said, hey, Russ, uh, I noticed we only have H42. Is there an H43 that I need to be concerned about? <laughs> He's like, Russ goes, nope. All you need to worry about is H42. I was like, why don't we run it to the left? Red can't do it. I was like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Red, Red can do everything. Red can't do it. Uh, all right. Okay. And then literally, I remember uh, Coach Wizard Called H-43 by accident. I don't know. We were It was like a two-minute type drill. Uh, we called H-43, and Allen did not get out. <laughs> so, because it's one of those, because when you're running base for 3-4, the guard's uncovered. Right. So he's supposed to set a little bit shallow. The tackle's supposed to set the depth and toss the guy outside. Allen's job is to read Jack to Will. Well, Mike to Sam, because it's front side. Mike to Sam. And you kind of go up and you make a decision, and the fullback plays off of that. Okay. Red, every time, would just go to the outside and just leave the, the mic up the middle. <laughs> like, for some reason, he just felt because there's a fullback there, he's supposed to get it every time, but the fullback's delayed. So if Red doesn't take him, if the guy's in a shallow position, right. he's in the backfield when he's already there. With the fullback. Yep. So from that day forward, we have. I now know why we don't run H43. So we're good. <laughs> but there's just certain things that just, you know, hey, some guys don't get. And it's okay. Because, like I said, I've seen a Hall of Famer, you know, do it. And I'm like, hey, there's just some things. But yet, you ask Red to run any of the most complex screens in this world, Red can get there and he can get the first and the second guy. You know, it's, it's uncanny how good he is on screen game. And then... Double teams, I mean, sets the edge, lifts the guy up, Marvell slams the rib cage, takes him down. So there's so many things that guys are good at, but there's always going to be that one hiccup, you know, that guys just can't get, and that's where you need your teammates to help you. Because maybe, you know, if guys weren't scared to talk to Red, <laughs> maybe that could have been figured out. But we, we, we did fine without that. But I think that's just kind of how it is. You can't be in that silo anymore. You got to communicate, especially when you're a new young group. It's different when you have a vet who's been there, done that, and Red played literally every position on the offensive line before I got there. So I'm not going to go be the one to tell him that or try and sit down. Hey, Red, you want to sit down and talk about H43? Heck no. Uh-uh. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's step aside, Max, because when we come back, I'm going to tell you about the Cuyahoga River and how many times it's caught fire. <laughs> as, oh, we had, as we had Water to catching one. fire. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Third and 29. Oh, Rudolph throws a screen pass to the left to Edmonds. He runs up the field and gets out of bounds, but that is not a first down pickup, and it's far oh, short. Oh, of we it. got reaction. Uh oh, we got flags. Oh, base it. Oh! Oh! And the Steelers. Uh oh, we got a kick in the end zone by a Steeler. And Look I think out. the kick to Look the head. Out. He hit him with a He tried to he hit tried him with a helmet. Yeah. He tried to hit him yeah. with the helmet. Indeed, the helmet swinging incident. Miles Garrett. And, of course, Marquise Pouncey coming to the rescue there and, and doing what you had to do. Max, that was uh, one of five victories that the Browns have had in their factory of sadness since it replaced the mistake on the lake, the old Cleveland Municipal uh, Stadium. But that was an incident. That was an ugly incident. That was about as bad as it gets, and you certainly hope. You know, you, you want to have these great rivalries. You love the, the fact that you can have that. But there's real history between the Steelers and Browns. And that goes all the way back to the 70s. When Doug Deacon, um, they, as, as Chuck Knoll put it, when he uh, kicked a young man where he shouldn't be kicked. It's what Chuck said. 
<laughs> that Doug Deacon did to Jack Lambert. Um, you know, that sort of thing. It's uh it's this is, you know, this is intense rivalry. Uh intense would be putting it mildly. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, there is a long-standing hatred there um that is only separated by literally a state line of demarcation. And that, a river. That's, that's literally Okay, yes, I forgot. You you're supposed to tell me about this Cuyahoga River. Well, I you know, uh, I water I, that burns. I, yes. I don't I don't I don't understand that, but yeah. Uh you're right. It, it, it's it's a separation and because of the close proximity of these two teams, I think it breeds a natural. Now, granted, we also know that this is this is the expansion version of that team because we also know right. that our hate lies with Baltimore Ravens because they are the old Browns. <laughs> um so that's just you DNA. Know, you know what I mean? That's, it is. It is. It is. It, it, it's something that you can't, you know, you, you ask about genetics. Like, that's just genetic recall between organizations. Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't like you. I'm never going to like you. You know, yeah. hey, thanks for the crab cakes by moving to Baltimore. That's about it. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, we want we, 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 we want to we beat you up. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's something that I love the history of it because I think the nostalgia of it. You, there's so many legends between these games, right? Right, right. When you think about that history, you know, all, going all the way back, you know, to the Jim Brown days and Ernie Stotner and and these two organizations having similar origins around the same time. So there's a longstanding history between these two teams. And, you know, it, it's great that we get this game. We normally get this Thursday night. You know, during my career, before Thursday night was mandatory – I mean, that was our first Thursday night after Thanksgiving, Wolf. You remember that? Like the it cold was just, one. Yeah, well, well, all of them. No, no, we oh. always played. We always played them on a Thursday night, alternated between us and them. Okay, right, but right. We always got Cleveland Pittsburgh on a Thursday night after mm. Thanksgiving when Thursdays were available to the rest of the league. Okay, before it was mandatory throughout the year. Now, so I think that's something that also makes it special. That is continuing that tradition of the Thursday night football game against the Cleveland Browns. Um, so I'm just glad it's a lot warmer and me and Missy, you know, we'll deal with a little bit of rain, you know, and nighttime, but uh, you know, when it's freezing, that's a different story. Uh, so I'm happy that we're doing it when we're doing it. I'm like, Hey, get it out the way, <laughs> bring it while it's warm guys, bring it while it's warm. I'm all for it. Well, here's the thing. First of all, I'm going to do what I promised. At least 13 fires have been reported on the Cuyahoga river. <laughs> The first one actually happened back in 1868, and the largest river fire in 1952 caused over $1 million in damage to boats, a bridge, and a riverfront office building. Now, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. You know, you, you got a river that, that uh, runs by Cleveland there, and, uh, you know, it catches on fire periodically. I uh, think they might have a, a problem with the pollution there. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Just a little Listen, something. I just, all I'm saying is I hope nobody is fishing out of that. Uh, <laughs> can, can I say maybe that there's something in the water and you don't drink the yeah. water? Oh, yeah. It's, it's like uh, the Simpsons, right? You know, the, the three-eyed fish. <laughs> like, I, I feel like that is, is that's where you're at. Like, is nuclear waste going in there? Is flammable? <laughs> you're wondering. You wonder because is there something in the water because there was such a bitter rivalry between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Oh, you know, and I'm pretty I, sure somebody <laughs> has put something in that water before. I'm not, I'm not just... Not but gonna, not gonna look beyond that. Tell me about that <laughs> cold game, man. Because I was so cold. We were talking about it last night on the extra point with Missy and with Billy Hillgrove, right? We were talking about that game. That was a brutal game. If I recall, it was minus fifteen or thereabouts at the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it was. It was one of those games that it was so cold it could not snow. Like the sky was frozen. Right. I mean, that's there you that's go. what it was. And when there was any little bit of wind, it literally cut through your body. And it didn't matter what you had on, um, you know, if you had sleeves, no sleeves, that warm skin lotion, you know, Vaseline with with uh, with surgical gloves underneath it to keep the moisture in your head. Like there was nothing you could do. And the ground, the ground was like frozen solid, like. You know, dirt usually gives. This was honestly like playing on sandpaper. <laughs> I mean, you did not want to hit the ground or slide at any point. Like, it was like, hey, we got to go cut this guy. Uh-uh, not today. <laughs> <laughs>
I enjoy having my normal skin on top and not scabs. No, absolutely not. That is not happening. Uh, it got to a point where we wouldn't even put our hand in a three-point stance because Alan, I remember Fanica, Red was getting the, the tips of his fingers shaved off because there was frostbite starting to form Good heavens, from him putting man. his hand in the ground. I was like, absolutely not. And I'm from Florida. So, yep. you know, I, I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I was already bad enough. I'm not, I'm not allowed to wear sleeves. You know, I, all I had was my elbow pads. I was like, nope. Not, everything's two point today, coach. I don't even care if it's fourth and short. And we're going for I'm going to get really low. I'm going to bend down really low, but I'm not putting my hand on the ground. And I'm just going to fire out like a coiled spring. You wouldn't spring. even put your hand on the ground. Oh, nope. my goodness. No. Man, I, no. Well, you see a guy getting getting the tips of his fingers cut off like he's Jason Bourne so you don't have any fingerprints, you know, because you of wonder. frostbite. No, there's absolutely no way I'm doing that. Uh-uh. And I'm at tackle, too? No, sir. No, thank you. No, thank you. No bueno. I will not pass go. I will not collect $200. Uh, you know, you could just go ahead and just forget that there. And it was just a miserable game. Nobody wanted to hit each other at that because every impact was thinking about, think about this. If you took those big boulders up at Stonehenge, right? Yes. And you started, you picked them up and you just started swinging them into each other. I mean, that is about what if, or, or you know what, more appropriately, the Easter Island heads, right? Okay. Those big heads. Push them over yeah. into each other, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Try doing that. Yeah, no, nobody wanted to do that because it hurts. It hurts. It's like chipping off chunks of chunks of flesh. It felt like you're just like like my tricep was going to fall off on a on a deuce block, you know. But you did it right because I don't want I don't want to give them the inclination that I'm cold, even though I am, and my and my skin is like you know just completely you know covered with goosebumps, right? Because it's right. so cold. But I'm I'm not gonna let him know with my eyes, you know. My team knows how I'm feeling because obviously, like you said, I'm in a two point stance on a on a known run play. Uh, it's like, all right, guys. Well, we just got to do this. I know Ben's under center. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I get to tell yeah, you about too cold. <laughs> let me tell you about um, Tunch and I. We played when in one game we played up there. Tunch was playing center. Okay. Uh, it, we're, it was the preseason. It was very early in our careers there. And we used to play uh, Cleveland back in the, you know, in the day. We'd play them in the preseason as well as twice during the season. So we're in there, and we're in the second half, and we're cleaning up, mopping up the game. And uh, Tunch had a, a, a stomach problem issue, right? At the snap of the ball in one play, he vomited straight in the face of the guy playing nose tackle. <laughs> Max, you can only imagine the dude screamed. He's like three inches off Tunch's nose. And as Tunch snaps the ball at the snap count, right, he just vomits straight in the guy's face. I mean, straight exorcist style? Is that what we're talking about? I'm telling you, he put Linda Blair to, to shame with all the stuff that was coming out. Oh, my the guy, the, the dude oh. screamed and stood up, you know, and we double teamed him. Yeah. We, had a, we had a toss three trap, right? We double teamed him off the ball like 10 yards. It was the greatest double team in the history of the NFL because this guy was trying to get some of the, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, you know, like. Uh, the schmutz. The, the schmutz. The schmutz. <laughs> yeah, the, the sausage and eggs that Tunch had for pregame. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, the chunks. Oh, no. <laughs> listen, listen. I love Touch, but if Touch did that to me and I was a defender, somebody has to die today. One of us has to die. Somebody somebody has to come back on their shield. I'm sorry. It's just, no. When we got no. piled the dude, I kid you not, there was a little piece of sausage stuck in his face mask. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that visual. <laughs> Because it was probably link sausage, was, too. So, it just, oh, my God. No. By the way, we got a first down. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, that, that just, oh, gosh. Uh, so I, I, many questions. So many questions. And not enough answers. Let me just. Not enough answers. Because it's like, is it, was that predetermined? Because he's like, I'm a, I'm a tackle playing center? No. This, you know what? I, I got a, I got a one-off move to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
was unbelievable. Tunch had some oh. sort of stomach issue in training camp that year, um, and it was just whenever, uh, like it would like he you know start gurgling halfway through practice, and you knew when you heard oh. him start going. Like that, he was gonna he was gonna fire hose it, you know. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and everybody would oh. just get away from him. Well, it started in the huddle, and when we went to the line of scrimmage, I could hear him like oh, like this, and I'm thinking to myself, this is about to get interesting. <laughs> Boy, did it ever! <laughs> Dude, I I can't I can't even begin to tell you the level of. Uh... Of it disgust was, I would have had. It was totally unbelievable. And the best part was Cliff Stout was the quarterback, right? Stouter goes to touch after the play's over. We come back to the league. He goes, well, how much food did you eat? Because we need to run that one again. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> That's, oh, so yeah. oh, yeah. That's so mean. That is so mean. So mean. <laughs> touch threw up on my foot in the huddle. <laughs> oh, I was like, see? oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, that oh, see that, 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 that nothing done. about that sounds appealing. No, 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 no. We there's some personal questions we got to talk about. We got to talk about. Now, I got I got to actually have a sit down. Like listen, listen, like a dietitian. Like we need to talk about what you eat, bud. Okay. Uh, apparently, this is not working for your gut, and it's not working for me as a teammate that's that's right next to you. So I need you to figure out if you need to just do some yogurt parfaits or some smoothies in the morning. You know what? Or even maybe just some peanut butter. You know. Clog you up a little bit, a little cosmetic. Maybe some dairy. Maybe some dairy. Maybe you just focus on the cheese, not so much on the eggs. A little runny. Doesn't that really help? How about you get us out of here? Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's go to break. Let's, on that note, you know, listen, oh, I just want to let people know, if you miss any of our show today, uh, you can always go download full episodes of SNR podcast shows like the drive stories like this in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, the Steelers bliss with Wes and Boats, the Steelers standard with Tom and Jacobs, as well as many more. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app. And of course, wherever you podcastify and can keep your food down, we're there too. But, uh, when we come back, Wolf, <laughs> I, I don't even know. How do you segue that? How do you segue Sausage and I eggs. Just, I've you, gone back you to can't. that moment in my head. I can't get it yeah, out of my Exactly. Head. He's done. So Wolf is done, but he'll get it together, and we'll be back here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and A's Man Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, in the locker room here, we are back live in the studios. Apparently, nobody is eating breakfast anymore (laughs) after that story. Just goes straight to lunch, uh, apparently. Um so, you know, intermittent fasting is a popular thing, Wolf. I think that's something that Tunch could have could have uh, lived with and understood. Or maybe just a protein bar. Uh, I like the smoothie idea. That was, that was pretty Yeah, good. yeah, he's a sm- smoothie. Smoothie makes it easier. I mean, it's more realistic, too. Uh, so, and if you get a green smoothie, you're going full exorcist. It's awesome. Um, Unbelievable. No, no. But, uh, you know, to, to kind of go back and... You know, as we turn the page, right, from last week to this week, um, because we play literally in about, what, 50-something hours from now, Wolf? Sounds or right. Less. Yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Uh, I mean, yeah, actually, you know what? 30, yeah, about 48 hours, about 48 hours. Game okay. time is usually about 7.30. Um, so, yeah, less than 48 hours away from this next game. And I think you hit on something last night that I think we have to kind of keep things in perspective. We're tied for first place in our division right now, Wolf. True. Yes. Now, granted, it also didn't help that we went 0-4 in the AFC North. uh, Well, yeah, that's beside the point. (laughs) That's aside from the point. Listen, listen. But you know what? We're not the NFC East. Just remember that, guys. We are not the NFC East. That's (laughs) right. We have a standard. It's just a little bit slower going. But what 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 a win does for the Steelers, um, that puts us in sole possession of first place in the AFC North. 
Remember those guys who were the reigning AFC North champions and AFC champions, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals? They're 0-2 right now. Right. <clears throat> and we're one and one. Cleveland's one and one, and Baltimore gave up the goat to gave up the ghost to uh to Miami. How about that? Um, they were dude, up. It, what, such, they were what a couple touchdowns with the uh, half uh, yeah. halfway through the fourth quarter or something. Yeah, they were up fourteen points. I mean, it Good was ridiculous. Um, but that just goes to show that everything's still in front of us. I know we want to dwell on <clears throat> the fact that we couldn't beat New England. New England is is a is a is a good team, and they're they're well coached, and you know to have that three point loss, and we literally came in this game as an underdog. So I mean that just told you what people thought about us at the beginning, right? Um, you know, but I think this is an opportunity, and as good as Cleveland seems to be, you know, you're still reeling. You, you're still a team that cannot. That cannot get over that hump right now. You know, you signed Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett starting. But, you know, the big thing that we're going to have to focus on, and yes, we have not given up a 100-yard rusher to this point, but you're going to be really tested because you have to think short week. What's the one thing that always travels, Wolf, on a short week? One thing that always travels. This sounds like a riddle. It is. It is a riddle. Okay. One thing that always um, – okay, I'm too stupid. What? Run games and defense. Okay. That is okay. what you're going to have to depend on. I thought you on. had a smart so, one. You know what I mean? Something now, that was going to add a little – I don't know. Like why do I need to be smart? It's a football fair. show. We're having fun. Oh, I know, but you I know? thought it was a little savoir faire. You know, a little bit of zip do in your answer there. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to hit me yeah. with something like yeah, that. No. Uh, you know, just just sometimes sometimes the, the the easiest answer is the right answer. You know, <laughs> sometimes it just is. Um, but that that that's two things that Cleveland you know is really built around. So knowing that as the Steelers, you have to be able to go in and combat that. And and as Coach Thomas says, one A and one B at running back, Nick Chubb, Kareem right. Hunt. Though that's what you have. That's the first. And second problem you need to you need to worry about. And then when in doubt, when you get to three, go back to one. Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's what they're we're going to get a heavy dose of run game from them. So defensively, our game needs to look like that. And although we had you know Amari Cooper is there on the outside, and he had he had a solid game on Sunday. Donovan People Jones um, is, is your deep threat. Those are things that they have to do schematic wise to try and throw you out of an eight man box. But we're, I, I expect us to see a lot of guys near the eight-man box zone just to combat that. And if you're the Steelers, we have to bring out the run game. Absolutely. Whatever you got to do, like, like Mitch talked about, right, in his post-game presser, whatever we do good, we keep. Whatever we don't, got re- to take another look at it. Absolutely. <laughs> or get rid of it. That's what has to be. I mean, now in your mind, I mean, what, what are you seeing as, you know, kind of your biggest – challenge as far as uh one-on-one matchups well the biggest one-on-one matchup is obviously going to be uh you know danny moore and, and miles garrett you know and, and i haven't seen his miles moving i haven't seen yet I, just a small sample i got into it yesterday a little bit and he's uh primarily locked up with uh with the left tackle you know um yep I saw. I actually saw him. I think. Well, no, no, no. I can't say that. I got to go back and look at that. One time, I thought he played off the ball a little bit, almost like a linebacker. But that could have been the angle of the camera. I didn't see. Uh, I got to review that. Okay. But I knew. I do know this. Here's the thing that makes him so dangerous. He is a duck under guy. He is one of these guys that is very strong. I didn't realize how strong Miles Garrett was until I saw a picture of him one year. Uh, he was deadlifting like 700 pounds. You know, what I mean, I was like, okay. Yeah. Dude's got some good low back ligamentation and hamstring, ham hocks, all that sort of stuff. And you watch him, and he's got this rare ability for such a big guy to be able to duck under and low on an offensive tackle going around the corner when he runs the arc. So, I, you know, the, you can understand he's got power. He's got the speed to get up the field and run that arc. And yet he's also got the ability to be able to duck under and, and be flexible and stuff. That was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's he's a very gifted athlete, and that's what you kind of have to yeah. be prepared for. 
is is the skill level that he possesses. And I think when I kind of think about Miles Garrett, I mean, you know, because there was also, what was that, during COVID, he was trying to get an NBA 10-day contract, right? He was in there. Yes. They had all these highlights of him dunking the, yeah. and playing basketball. I was like, first of all, you're a moving boulder, dude. No way <laughs> you're going to be in the NBA. Have you, have you seen the size of the other guys? And they, and they have springs in their legs connected. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You have to coil You have to coil up and use everything in your power to get up in the air. I was like, you will get posterized. If you if, if you try with that, or you're going to get a bunch of charging calls. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. but it, but it's great on the football field. I'll tell you that much. Um, you know what Miles Garrett presents is just an actual just nastiness. Now I will say this: Jadavian Clowney's ruled out for this game along with Austin Hooper. Yeah. So I think for Chooks, <clears throat> you know, Chooks is going is going to draw. I guess the lesser of two evils. Um, when he's out there, because I mean, you still have to account for what they're going to do stunt wise. They're a team that stunts. They don't really blitz, but they still run a lot of stunts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that you have to be prepared for, you know, because some because I mean, face it, we haven't seen guys really do these type of stunts from this kind of base three, four ish type of deal that they run. It's a three, four ish kind of four down deal. They'll stand guys up. Miles, of course, will always be down. But, you know, you're, you're going to get a rookie over there, and it's going to be Alex Wright, and I'm sure there's some other guys that are probably going to shuffle Tommy around. Tommy or Togi yeah, or to- something like that. To, yeah, Togi um, You know, I, so you've got you got to figure out him. Maybe you see an Isaiah Thomas, one of their rookies from mm-hmm. this year, <clears throat> because Chase, I think Chase Winovich is out as well, too. Yeah, that's what I heard. In this game. Yeah, so you got Winovich out, you've got Jadavian Clowney out, so that's two of your primary edge rushing type of Not guys. Not to mention the fact that Winovich, remember him when he had a big game against when he was with the Patriots against the Steelers? He was a oh, pain yeah. in the butt. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So I look at it and I'm like, you know, you're, you you might see Coromola on 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 the line of scrimmage. Was it Joker, I think is what they call him because mm-hmm. JOK. Um, you know, Joker might be on the edge giving you some blitz help, but I mean, this is a very experienced group. This is a group that's been together. Um, you bring in Taven Bryan. Do you remember Taven Bryan from Jacksonville, the big D tackle? Mm-hmm. He's a big one. He's a big one. So James Daniels and and um, Mason Cole are going to have some issues, um, and they're going to have to really, really power through because that guy he can wreck a game in the middle if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. you've got so you've got to keep. A constant eye on him but I mean it's so much sub you can't really look at base as much I mean and we do run 12 but right. it's not as prevalent as you think like it's more run base down 12 than pass pass down 12 that makes sense right no that, that, right? that is that that's exactly right and the fact of the matter is I think you can do more passing wise out of the 12 than what they've shown thus far because I think you can exploit that obvious mismatch that you get between Pat Fryermuth and anybody, and the six twelve, you know, and you you can do some things there that I think could be very helpful in high percentage throws, but start working into the seams and over the middle with some stuff there. You know, it always helps over the middle when you got somebody who's six eight. You know, if you can if you can post up and and be able to slide into one of those underneath windows against the zone, that's that's just a nice little place to drop off and get yourself six to eight. Yeah, no, it most definitely is. I mean, that that's that's that that's that that's that good zone. And and, and even though you got Grant Delpit, um, who's at safety, <coughs> at safety, I think you still like what um, what Pat Fryermuth can do against a Grant Delpit. Um, and, and and then like you said, if you get Zach Gentry, now you're probably pulling Koromoa. Um, I doubt you see Anthony Walker Jr. because he's more so the Mike middle guy. He's going to be yeah. paired up with Najee and the running backs. Um, <clears throat> so there's an opportunity there if we're willing to use it, but we also have to be willing to get into the middle of the field. Yes. You know, that's the other thing, because when you get to the middle of the field and you can control between those hashes, well, right. guess what that does? Oh, man. Single high, baby. Yeah. Single high. And what do we do on single high? We let it fly. That's exactly right. Now, now you're talking about, you know, because Billy talked about it last night, how can we get six to eight targets to George Pickens, who was targeted three three times right. last week. I think that's that's one of the ways you get him there. 
and some of the deeper crossing routes. Because here's the thing I didn't get to point it out last night, but <clears throat> there were routes where, you know, I talked about the motion of um, of George Pickens. Right. And he sat behind the line of scrimmage. He did not go out in a route. He sat at the line of scrimmage on the, on the, on the side hash as though the, he was the now relief type of throw when we threw when we threw that cro- that uh that that one crossing route in the middle they got tipped and then eventually picked off by Jalen Mills was George Pickens wasn't even out in a route in those hmm. like what are we doing right why are you motioning that guy and especially when you motion him to the side where the crossing route's coming from so Deontay was on the same side that George motioned to and you're running and you're running Deontay across the middle on a crossing route why wouldn't you at least run George to a short hook routes to the sticks off of that just so you could possibly have pulled that safety and Jalen Mills wouldn't have been there? Or the linebacker now does not come all does not carry all the way across because he sees that 14 is in his corner sight and he doesn't want it thrown to him and he's running away from that. Like those are the little things that when you look at the film, you're asking that question is why wasn't there a route built in there for George or if there was why did not George not run the route I let, let me let me also put it that way well that would be the other question that would follow yeah exactly d- d- was he running the route or was that what you told him to do and and that's all he had uh responsibility wise I don't know I don't know because I don't know if I want to pull a guy into motion and you bring a guy over and now that's that's another guy if they're playing zone they've now creeped over a little bit more and that makes that window even tighter in the middle so that makes it even a worse decision to try and throw it to Deontay, but if Deontay's the only one that looks open and you got to get the ball out and guys are crashing down around you, now you kind of see why why the picture ended the way it did. No question. Now, I will say this also, <clears throat> and we got to go to break here, but, um, you know, I Martin Emerson, I think I, I, I think we could, you can take advantage of that guy. I don't think he's a great oh, cover yeah. corner by any means. And I just realized, oh, I guess we got to go to break. So, let us go to break, and uh, we'll be yes. back with more right here on SNR. <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 